Welcome to the Gladiator Seminars Podcast. Host Aaron Chavez each week brings you an inspiring person, interesting topic, or message to help inspire you to reach higher levels of awareness in your life and business. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Here we go. Let's start the seminar. Jeff Hess, how are you, sir? Good, how are you doing today? Hey, pretty good. Great to have you on the show again. So how you been? How'd you do with that uh, storm that you guys had down there in Florida? Uh, you know what, like, I'm always working, so, like, I'm in buildings and, like, but, you know, like, uh, it was a, it was a little bit scary, man, but at the same time, like, it was, like, one of those storms that, like, um, I always say, like, this hurricane is like a, an absentee father. It says it's going to be there and show up, but never come. Oh, you know? so. uh, wow. So, um... Tell me about Fo Cheesy. What have you been doing with Fo Cheesy and your business and your your trucks? Uh, currently, like we went ahead and we had um, our fleet wrapped, so we got a few of our like transit vehicles all uh, done with the wraps and um, you know getting them getting the vibe on the street. And a lot of uh, a lot of people have been you know basically like tagging photos i mean it's a pretty loud vehicle like in your face you know um graffiti and the guys that did the wraps they did a really amazing job to kind of make you stand out and um so it's been a lot of like fans or or just people like taking pictures as it's going down the road and you know asking for business cards so i mean it's working to that point we're starting our pre-bookings for 2020 and um you know people go to the com and they um starting to do the the pre-bookings and stuff so and and a lot of people think that you know that we're just local but i do national so you know we got bookings in georgia and all the way into michigan so it's been it's looking pretty good for the upcoming um launch so how many trucks do you have wrapped so far? Just the one, or you got a couple going, don't you? Uh, currently, I have, I have uh, two, and then the main trucks are going to be done by, um, uh, excuse me, by March, and then the plan is to open April 20th for na- or April 12th for National Grilled Cheese Day, and we'll kind of like have a big an event and um, give it away for you know for anybody that wants um excuse me grilled cheese and stuff and and like get the word out and um so we're just uh getting excited man getting pumped up for all the things that are coming and lining up the chess pieces if you if you will and you know there's been some struggle along the way but every Every uh, day is a new learning curve and, like, you know, people that want to be involved. But the whole idea is to go ahead and do events and, and get, you know, this this restaurant rolling. And, you know, ideally is to either build more trucks or, 
or start building the brick and mortars, you know what I mean? And, and, and either the kiosks or the stalls for like, you know, in industrial parks or, um, food courts or, you know, whatever comes down. It's right now, it's like one vision and then it kind of has a bigger picture. Yeah, it looks like it's got a lot of possibilities. So what's this Eat Right? I saw it recently that you've been posting about Eat Right. What is that? Can you share that with us? So it's a, a lot of people ask me all the, all the time, like, how do I maintain my healthy lifestyle? And, you know, like, what do I do to maintain the, the gastric sleeve surgery that I had? Because, you know, being a chef, you're all involved and staying in um, around food and like a, a, like being a drug addict in the house that makes drugs, so you're around it more than anybody. So even with my busy lifestyle, like I, I just forget to eat or I don't um, maintain as much as I should as far as like re- remembering to eat properly or eat on time, like um, projected meals. So this program I found in um, – that it's a it's a, a healthy meal delivery system but i was like i'm not looking for any like garbage you know i'm a chef i like high quality stuff so this was a, a program that i found that was made by chefs created by chefs and like this chef approved you know what i mean meaning like uh you go and you can pick everything from ketogenic to plant-based uh, high protein, low carb, and you kind of customize it wh- what you want. And every meal is, you know, freshly produced and delivered. And it's also like really cool. Like it has an app that will tell you how to order and tells you delivery confirmation, how long they're out until they deliver, when you need to re-up. It kind of makes it all one shop and breaks it all down to the exact ounce and um, so when I found it and I ate it, I was like, man, this is real. This is something that I would probably make, you know what I mean? Like, so it was good for people that are looking for meal prep and want to maintain uh, a healthy lifestyle and also like kind of, you know, cause time is the most valuable thing we own. So like, even me, I'm a busy guy filming things, doing things. And like, I use the program. So I wanted to be an advocate to go out and tell people about it. So if you go to, you know, Eat Right um, and you look at their following, they're doing, you know, they're the highest number one delivery meal plan system in the Tampa Bay area because for a reason, you know what I mean? And they have everybody from WWE superstars to, um, you know, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, the Buccaneers, the Rowdies, Lightning players all on their program. And now we're, they're opening another market in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so I started doing content for them and saying, you know, I'm a chef, you know, and, and this is the meals that we create and we collaborate and come up with different meals and also spreading the word of like healthy eating, you know, even though I do, you know, gluttonous types of food, but there's healthy options on, on Fochizi's menu as well. What's something like that cost a month, chef? Um, the base, the base price for that, when you think about it, is like I pay, like literally, it's um, ninety nine dollars for ten meals a week, so two meals a day, and you can choose either breakfast, 
uh, lunch dinner options as well as like they have snacks and and um, like desserts as well. So the base is ninety nine bucks for ten meals and all delivered and everything and and like you know like last night I had Korean short rib and like. Um, uh, zoodles, which are like um, zucchini noodles and stuff, like made into a pad thai type of uh, situation. So, I mean, it was like really, really good. So when you look at all the time, you know, I wouldn't recommend this for people that have a large family and, you know, they have to feed kids and like all that. But if you're, you know, a couple or single or definitely – or you have kids and you have the expendable income that you're spending on 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 um, gym memberships and 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 you're buying slim fast or you're doing these other programs like this program is designed for you to you know maintain and lose weight like consistently and have the right um, balance of food in your diet so for a hundred bucks you can't even buy the food prep the food clean the food clean it up clean the kitchen spend the time to do it all it's it's a good deal and then if you go online and you put um yes chef as the promo code they give you your first subscription for 50 percent off so now yeah. you get it for 50 bucks to try it out you know what i mean and typically for every five people that sign up there's always going to be four that are, are re, recurring memberships you know what i mean so they do they do a ton of it and um their facility is ginormous like and i've toured it worked in it developed meals for it so i i think after the end of the day if you're like spending that kind of money on memberships and like fast fad diets or just going to the grocery store and buying all the Tupperware to pre-prep meal, prep your stuff, going all to the grocery store, buy all the ingredients. Then after working all day, you have to slave in a kitchen and make it all. Well, here it's already done and all the work is ready, delivered. And that's worth the money in itself, the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew someone who ordered, uh, it wasn't the same uh, outfit, uh, she ordered food, had it had it shipped to her. She lost a ton of weight uh, over a period of time. I didn't see her for a while, and all of a sudden I see her, and she's lost like 20 pounds. And I said, well, what the heck are you doing? Are you working out? No, I have all my meals uh, shipped to me. <laughs> so it's it does do great things. So um, tell me about what's going on with uh, Social Roost. You've been doing some work for them. Uh, yeah, so, like, out of all of what's going on, you know, by the different entities that are happening, I, um, I'm opening another restaurant on the 100 block downtown St. Pete in the 100 building. It's uh, called The Social Roost, and it's with um, Jason Tebout and, and Rob Bowen out of, uh, he owns a Rob Bowen Design Group in downtown St. Pete. And he's a pretty influential couple guys that want to do a really amazing um, chicken-based restaurant where it's all chicken. And, like, I was like, this is very intriguing as far as when they approached me, they don't, they said, you know, we don't want to be a fried chicken joint. We don't want to be KFC. We don't want to be... Um, you know, yayas or like this. We want to be a full sit-down, full bar, glam chicken restaurant. From everything from sandwiches to full entrees, 
you know, and um, do basically a, a restaurant that's focus is chicken. And how many dishes can you produce out of that one medium from everything from Thai to chicken and waffles to banh mi's to truffles to fine dining to just a simple sandwich. And the idea is, I, I found intriguing because chicken is probably one of the most common used ingredients across all platforms, but also the most difficult. And what I mean by difficult is there you, me talking to you or somebody listening to this right now probably has a package of chicken in their freezer or in their fridge, whether it's drums, drums, bone in, bone out, breast, thighs, boneless thighs, wings, and they don't know what they're going to do with it. Or they're like, what do we do with it? Yeah. So they're either going to boil it, broil it, grill it, barbecue it. And I try to bring, like, you can do so much things with chicken and how to highlight it as a main ingredient. And I love the idea of calling it the social roost of, you know, everybody being, you know, the roost of bringing people together under, you know, the chicken, you know, the roost of people being social and then the common medium, obviously food bringing everybody together with, you know, with a great, great atmosphere. So the concept works for me. I found it, I found it fun. It's almost like my grill cheese or gourmet melts. It's the same medium done different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw you post on that and read a little bit about it. It looks like it's going to be a cool, is it open now or when does it open? Um, right now, they just broke ground. I've been involved for the last three months, and they just did it um, nationally to tell people, like, I'm the chef that's heading the project. And also, um, not only am I heading the project because I'm I'm opening my own business, but I'm actually looking for the, the chef to be my successor. So they're not just limiting it to local chef talent. I mean, you have you have um, listeners, you know, all over the country, and this is an open platform for me to say, like, we are looking and in seek of one of the highest quality chefs to take over this restaurant, and that relocation is available, and an amazing salary and package to be a part of this restaurant, where I give it the Caesar sum up, of saying, like, I don't get involved in projects unless I know they're 1,000% fully funded, have that 100% backing to go ahead and make sure they can give a restaurant a good three- to four-year run to make it, you know, launch properly. You know, where other restaurants kind of go underinvested and they close in the first year because they were undercapitalized. And um, this one, like, that's why I'm involved, because they are willing to give it the good, you know. Plus the build, when you look at the build, it's a $6 million build. So they're sparing no expense. So why would they be cheap or spare on the chef, right, the guy that's supposed to drive the Ferrari? So this is like now we're opening up. I'm looking for my successor to come in um, within the next 
Actually, we're, we're looking to hire that person by the end of November, early December, whether they be local or out of state, relocate them and get them working side by side with me during the opening. And I will phase myself out at the end of March, where I would still be a chef consultant um, from, from reach. But, you know, I got my own plans. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. That's super exciting. So you're a busy guy. So you've been talking, you talked about filming. You've been doing some filming. Can you tell us about your what you've been filming and what you plan on doing that along with Bochizi? Well, I've been doing like a lot of local media, uh, just news segments and like, you know, pop-ups and uh, things. But the most exciting stuff is like we're, you know, getting ready to do the chef's table for Netflix. And, you know, um, I've been contacted by um, Hell's Kitchen again to do the uh, reunion show for the next black season, jacket season. But really it's about the Netflix show, about Fochizi and doing filming for our own show called Twisted Melts. Um, or Melt Vision on, on YouTube. And it's uh, the concept of me going to all different restaurants and food trucks and saying whatever they serve, I can turn it into a Twisted Melt and, um, you know, highlight them as a, um, uh, a business and what their signature dish is and then take their signature dish and morph it into a, um, a Twisted Melt and then sell it to the public. So we're really excited about doing that. We filmed a uh, pilot and we um, launched a teaser on on YouTube, but we're now going to be going to um, production and doing full, you know, full done videos. And, um, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I put a post up that I feel like taffy being pulled in all directions, but <laughs> it's a good way, you know, so. Um, I'm not complaining. It's just sometimes I wish I I had more time to do more, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I'm like chomping at the bit right now, ready to launch this, setting up our permanent location, setting up, um, pre-setting up deals with like high-end dealerships, Apple, um, corporations where I'll be on the on the corner for the public a couple of days a week at a, at, a speci- at a precise location but you know like booking the truck to go to Lexus go to Mercedes go to Cadillac this day go to Apple this day go to you know these big corporations and you know like filling up that you know calendar for the week plus you know, filling up for festivals and, um, um, you know, we can't pregame that because we're not there. We can pregame, like, what the trucks are going to do to make money while we're not doing the big events, right, and then the caterings. So, and then film, film the whole experience, you know, and, like, uh, for for Chef's Table, it's following the chef's journey of why would he give up being a, a Michelin chef and doing all this great stuff with the Playboy Mansion and doing all these things to go open a go open a food truck and the, it, I love the story and the story's real. I mean, it's about because I don't want to be told what to do anymore. Yeah, and I want to say there's always going to be a restaurant opening. There's always going to be a restaurant failing. So I'll always have a job, no matter if this doesn't fit, uh, take off or not. 
I at least said, said I can do it. I set a budget. I stayed within my budget. I did everything for an investment on my own. And um, I do have a partner. His name is, um, uh, excuse me, um, he's a, an ex-military uh, and uh, ex-police officer. His name's Chris Arnold. And this was a guy that believes in what the concept was and, and came in in the ground floor. And that's the only reason he's involved is because he came in at the ground floor where now I have investors that come around that want to throw, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go ahead and um, take percentage of your idea. And now that they're seeing all the parts, before it was just a good idea, right? And it was like, you messaged about it, you talked about it, you said you were doing this idea. And now it's, um, the idea is like, you know, oh, we see the rap. Oh, we see the website. Oh, we see that you're starting to do videos. And okay, so they're starting to sniff around more, which is cool. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I'm not there. I, I'm not accepting that. And I could use it. Trust me. You know what I mean? Like, well, who wouldn't? But it's like, how much of your soul do you want to sell off? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not willing to compromise my vision for anybody. Um, right now yeah well that's exciting so i see uh you posted the other day you've been selling a lot of swag a lot of your fochizi swag uh one of your buddies jay ryan you posted a picture of can you talk a little bit about jay yeah so jay is one of these guys that um he's a young you know um budding chef you know what i'm saying and like he's like one of these guys that you know, he would be with me. You know, his family's based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. His family owns fast food chains. You know what I mean? And like, uh, and he is a manager and um, operations manager. So he knows numbers and he knows, you know, about what it takes to operate these things. And you know, they they do high numbers. You know, so one one in my time living there he wanted to work side by side and get out of that and do like kind of like fine dining food so he worked with me and um i just it's like one of those young guys that you just know he's gonna break off eventually and do something really special so um you know the whole he helped design you know some of this stuff with me as just as a young outlet of a friend of giving like input and idea and like loves the concept and you know so yeah the Fochizi swag stuff you know go to Fochizi.com and we have everything from men's t-shirts to women's t-shirts to tank tops to enamel pins patches a chef line of um cool like bad-to-the-bone chef um, pins and, and um, iron-on patches for your knife bags and and a lot of, like, you know, kid tattoos and all. It's like, I don't know, like, it, I just kept saying this would be cool, this would be cool. And a lot of it, you know, those T-shirts, I mean, we had 250 pre-orders on T-shirts before we even put them up on the site. And uh, it had a lot to do with, like, 
maybe Hell's Kitchen fans, probably more likely, and Food Network fans or fans of mine. But, you know, I'm shipping them across the country and overseas. And then the, when I launched the chef pins, the collector pins, and the, um, the iron-on patches, I found a lot of chefs buying them because they want to represent being bad to the bone as a chef and they put it on their lapel on their jacket or they put it on their knife bag and nice. you know or their sleeve and i sell them at shows and trade shows and that's cool man you know and it's just cool but a lot of people don't know is like everything that sold two percent of that sale whether it's grilled cheese or a t-shirt or a, or a fitted hat it goes back to the community of st pete or the community's surrounding community child advocate programs and um that's really important to me for this whole concept is a pay it forward type of restaurant to uplift and bring up the next um entrepreneur or young person that maybe has struggled or lost their way and help them find their way back and be everything that they wish or dream that it could be and these this money is to help facilitate those types of programs. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's that, uh, what a great way to give back to the community. You, you mentioned Chef uh, Hell's Kitchen. You got a, a reunion. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's like what's up and coming for Hell's Kitchen in you? Well, you know, that show's been on for a long time, you know, and and, and now, you know, they, they dwelled in the black jacket seasons, and I was approached to do it. Um, in the first season of the Black Jacket, and my my timing wasn't um, fitted for that, but uh, because of other contracts, and now that I'm open, um, you know, they reached out and said, you know, we haven't explored, you know, your weight loss, and a lot of fans, you know, they're following, they're seeing your weight loss. They, obviously, it's visible and out there, and wouldn't it be cool to go ahead and come back as the, you know, 155 pounds and being back in that jacket and like kind of go full circle with the whole experience with Gordon and, you know, and see what sticks, you know. To me, it's not about, you know, I go there to win, but just to be back there and like show like how hard I worked and like show other people that may be watching that, you know, don't give up, man. Strive. Go for it, you know. And, uh, you know, you start looking at all these other chefs that are doing stuff and, like, what they've done since the show and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel for some of them. And the other ones, I'm like, man, like, you really could have capitalized on this. And I just knew as I was going, like, I was knocking on the door of, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this into – something that benefits a lot more people than just myself and like that's how I've always been successful and saying like yeah you know like if I can make a living at it great but I'm a chef first and I think a lot of people forget that they think you know they go on these things I'm talking about the people that are on they go on those things and they think they made it and that's it and your work has to reflect you know what I mean so like and, and it doesn't have to be fine dining to be a great chef. You know what I mean? It has to be a chef that just cares about what people 
are eating and the product you're using. Mm -hmm. See, if you use the very best product and don't compromise on the cost of goods to produce, the rest is easy for the chef to manipulate those ingredients into something even more beautiful because it's less manipulation of the ingredient because you use the very best, right? So it'll speak for itself. And then the combinations and the creativity is you as the facilitator, but it's really like, don't cheat the person, whether you're getting $10 or $50 for a plate. If you're a chef out there that is knowing in the back of your mind that you're running a scam, it's only a matter of time before your customer base is going to figure that out. And you're just going to be called a one and done. Yeah. We try you once and that's it. And what gives you longevity is not going for the jugular of the high-end charging everybody like crazy money. It's charging a fair price for the work that you're doing and have longevity and repeat business. And that's the, bit, that's the secret to any restaurant, whether you're a brick and mortar or, or a food truck. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like... Having a food trucks are because you own it. You can own the entity straight, free, and clear. And you know why certain cities only let you work two days a week in one location and then make you move? It's because they don't want you so popular. The city wants you to go ahead and pay property tax and build a restaurant. So if everybody bought food trucks, the city wouldn't make any money because you only have to pay, you know, your tax for operating a mobile unit, but they want you to move around because they don't want you to have a permanent location and not pay property tax. So it's a business to say, when you're mobile, you can own it and do business way cheaper than owning a brick and mortar. I want to do both. And like, event, like when I go into my brick and mortar, if I'm paying rent, it'll be in a situation where I'm either a rent to own type of situation or just going after uh, a real estate and owning the property. Yeah. And But you can get there by just renting or leasing too. Like I always say, like, just go for it, man. Stop being, um, you know, shy or sheepish and really just take the leap. You got the money and now all you're doing is making excuses and coming up with like, maybe I need this. It's like watching Fight Club and when he's on the airplane and he's saying, like, if I have this couch, it'll be the best apartment ever and life will be all good because I have this couch. And it's not the case. You need to just go and stop living in fear and take that leap and know, yes, you could fail, but what if you can succeed? What if? Yeah. If you, st I just posted on there, like, Spend more time thinking of the what of what how great things can be than how things can be messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Chef. I agree 100%. Um, your weight loss, I know we're talking, you and I have been talking about bringing you on like once a month for a show, talk about what you're doing, talk about current events. Uh, I want to talk about your weight loss. You know the 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 surgery that you had done. What what is it called, and what's it what's it, what's it all about? Like what happens during the surgery? 
So I had a gastric sleeve, uh, which is a bariatric surgery where they have bypass and gastric sleeve. And gastric sleeve is they take 90% of the stomach out and leave you a pocket uh, about three ounces big. So literally, um, I can only eat three to four ounces at a sitting. And um, it basically kickstarts your... um, metabolism as far as like what's going in is going out it's very subject to what you can go like i take it a step further and i don't eat any sugars or any carbs whatsoever even though i can but um it's not an all well fix you have to maintain this it's like putting a governor on a race car um that's all it is eventually and there is stories out there of people that have this surgery and get lose all the weight but that is like a rubber basically it's a balloon it can be stretched out again so you can go through all of that and boom have a a stomach of a three-year-old lose all this weight and then go back to bad habit and spend the next five ten years getting fat again so like you can go right back to where you were but it's going to be painful, and but there's people that do it, and they reverse it. And they, how they reverse it is just keep eating, keep eating, and stretching in your stomach and mm-hmm. over-binging and not, um, not staying militant. And I think... I think there is, uh, you know, a very con- uh, connection between eating and emotional problems because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that have the surgery have emotional problems and, you know, they're stress eaters or, you know, they done they use that like it's their drug. So once they have it, now they're cold turkey and they don't know what to do. They're going to have to find things that allocate their time away from it, just like being in AA. And they almost have, like, these meetings that are for the bariatric community that are similar to AA on how to maintain and how to do this. And people ask me all the time, was I an emotional eater? And I say, I already, I knew what I was. And no, I don't have any triggers. And I, although I sympathize with those people, I don't have any of those issues. Um, my issues were I was abandoned real young and, and I lived really poor and, and, and was in the prison system. So when I got money or got great food or whatever, I, I, or I was living in excess of food, drugs, women, uh, money, power, anything I can get my hands on that I was denied, I took and lived in excess and lived a life of burning the wick at both ends because I didn't feel like I was going to be alive past 22. I didn't think I was going to live past 25. And then just live that lifestyle and just live in excess. And then once I had my heart attacks, I stopped militant cold turkey, haven't had a drink, haven't had drugs in over 10 years. And then the food was the last part of that puzzle. And when I had that massive heart attack, I was like, boom, that's it. Turned off the switch. And it's been that way for the last two and a half years. And um, I maintain it. And I'm a militant guy in the kitchen and have a high standard in business, family. So I have a high standard for my personal self. So, um, and that's how I maintain it. And I go and speak talk to people that kind of fall off the wagon and you know you're gonna make mistakes you know what i mean and like trust me people here like you got it all together oh man you got it all moving 
man, I got more problems than anything, whether it be my kids telling me they want more time with me, my 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 girlfriend, fiance telling me they want more time with me. The that these businesses want more allocated time and they want more, more, more and I say I can only give what I can give. And new contracts come along. Investors wanna go. People wanna sue me because I use certain names, have to change the name. Right? Mm-hmm. Funding funding is is um like when you're doing the build or you're doing this, you get one quote and all of a sudden it goes up. Now you got to renegotiate and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. there's more issues than that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Then all I want to do is open. You understand what I'm saying? Is All I want to do is be successful. And like roadblocks are going to come in life, whether it's weight loss or yeah. family or whatever. And you just got to be, you're going to be, you know, how I look at it is like, Without being disrespectful, is like you're gonna be a bitch-made person, or you're gonna get out there and, and make something happen. Yeah. You know, stop complaining. You know, and like that's the big thing, man. So the surgeries and everything, and like dealing with that. You know, I kind of tell people, get off your ass and do something about it. Stop whining about it. They have programs and people for you to talk to about that. When you talk to me about that kind of stuff, I'll listen to it, absorb it, give you a hug the first time, and then kick you in the butt. You know what I mean? Because that's how life is. There is no free lunches. You want something, take it. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Chef, I can't uh, tell you enough how much I appreciate you being on the show. This next this next show we do together, I'd, I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into your childhood, kind of the things that you went through. Um, as you know, I work in education and uh, do a little writing as well. But I think your fans, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are struggling right now with weight, with like the different challenges, like you say, around life. And I think they, I think that people would want to want to know more about you as a as a kid, like what the what like what how you grew up. You'd mentioned you were incarcerated for a, a period of time. Let's talk about that next. This next show. Uh, what do you think? Sounds good to me, man. I hope you have a, you know, like a tissue box and a bottle of Jack after that story. (laughs) Okay, you bet, man. So uh, I appreciate you being on the show, Chef. Have a great day. Uh, Let's talk, and we'll put together another show here this next month for your listeners, and uh, uh, we'll move from there. Have a great day, brother. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks for having me, and thank you all for listening. Thanks, Chef. Thank you for listening to the Gladiator Seminars podcast. Be sure to visit gladiatorseminars.com. Also, please feel free to share, comment, or send us a message. We'll see you next week.